podcasting tasks you should and shouldn't delegate. Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode 267. Thank you for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and this is the award-winning in-depth podcast about podcasting. It's where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. Improving your podcast is something I think we should all strive to do and probably something many of us want to do, but sometimes we hit this wall where it feels like we cannot do anything else to improve our podcast or we're, we're stretched so thinly and we're, we have our hands in so many different fires. That's one of my little trademark sayings, by the way. And we simply can't do this other stuff that we know we need to do. We know we want to do. And you may even know how to do it, but you can't because you're, you're wrapped up in all of these other tasks that you need to do. This is... This is very frustrating and very overwhelming, and I think that you could be there right now. You may be there someday in the future. I've certainly been there before, and this is when delegation can really help. Now, before you start thinking, I don't have a budget to to delegate stuff. I don't have money. I can't afford this. I'm doing this as a hobby. There's no way I could pay someone else to do this kind of stuff. Stick around to the end because I have some suggestions for how you can delegate without it costing you anything. Does that have your interest? First, I want to talk about podcasting tasks that I do think you should delegate. In 2014, I read a book that radically changed my perspective on running my business, and that was Virtual Freedom, How to Work with Virtual Staff to Buy More Time, Become More Productive, and Build Your Dream Business. It's by Chris Ducker. And yes, it is a business book, and it's designed for businesses, but I think there could be things that you could learn from this as well, even if you're running your podcast as a hobby, because the book really teaches about how to get freedom by working with virtual staff. And again, remember, virtual staff doesn't mean you pay people necessarily. There are other ways of, quote, paying, unquote, other people and delegating tasks. But one of the great concepts inside of Chris Ducker's book is the three lists. The first list is tasks you don't like doing. For many podcasters, that's probably editing your podcast or writing show notes. Second is the tasks you can't do. Maybe you can't design stuff very well. Maybe you can't manage a website. Maybe you can't write code. Maybe you can't edit. Maybe you can't do these other things that you want to do. And the third list, and this is the one that's harder for us to delegate, is the stuff that you shouldn't do. Maybe you are really good at it. Maybe you really like doing it. But these are the tasks you really shouldn't do because you need to focus on what you should be doing, creating the content, building those relationships and other really important tasks that only you can do. We often fall into what Chris Ducker calls in his book, Virtual Freedom, the superhero syndrome. That is where we think we can do it all and we should do it all because no one else can do it as quickly as we can. No one else can do it as well as we can. No one else can do it as cheaply as we can. 
We have to do it all. We are Superman or Superwoman, and we must do each of these tasks because it's our podcast. And why delegate this to someone else when it may take them longer and you could do it faster, better, cheaper, anything like that. But I encourage you to challenge yourself by coming up with these three lists, the tasks you don't like doing, the tasks you can't do, and the tasks you shouldn't do, and discover what kinds of things you should delegate. I think these lists will be different for each podcaster, but I think that the things we shouldn't be doing will be quite similar for all of us. These are the things that prevent us from doing the most important stuff with our podcast. Now, if you want to learn more about virtual freedom, about these three lists, about delegating, definitely check out Chris Tucker's book, Virtual Freedom, which I have linked in the show notes for this, and that's my affiliate link. So if you purchase that, it helps support my podcast. But also listen to Chris Ducker's interview by Eric Fisher on Beyond the To-Do List. And I have the link to that in the show notes for this episode at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash delegate. Now, let's get into the things I suggest you consider delegating. First, consider delegating your podcast post-production. Editing is like a leech for many podcasters. It sucks the life out of the hosts and sometimes out of the podcast. And there are many ways that you can speed up your editing workflow if you're editing your own podcast. And I've done an episode previously on that where I shared several ways to edit your podcast faster. I have the link to that in the show notes for this episode at theaudacitypodcast.com slash delegate. But post-production may be the ideal task for you to delegate to someone else. Even if you enjoy editing and you're really good at it, Consider how much better you could make your podcast if you didn't have to edit your episodes yourself. Or think of how much better your presentation could be if you allow yourself to fix those mistakes in your presentation that your editor can then touch up for you if you do it well. I really recommend that you consider delegating your post-production to someone else. Next, consider delegating writing your show notes. Show notes are important for search, for accessibility, for engagement, and you probably know that already. There are many ways for you to speed up writing your podcast show notes, and I have another episode about that linked also in the show notes for this episode at theaudacitypodcast.com slash delegate. But like editing your podcast, writing show notes is one of those things that many podcasters really hate to do, regardless of how good they may be at it. So this would be another thing that would be ideal for you to delegate. I write my own show notes for the Audacity to Podcast because it's a form of content preparation for me and even a form of rehearsal for my presentation of the content. But in my Once Upon a Time podcast, I have multiple co-hosts and we each have different perspectives and different talking points and we've prepared sometimes separately. We do collaborate on our notes and we use Workflowy for that, but... I got someone else to write the show notes for us while we are live streaming our podcast and recording our conversation together. This significantly speeds up the process because the show notes are then ready for us shortly after we finish recording. And I don't have to worry about writing all of those show notes or writing them ahead of time because if I wrote them ahead of time, they would be only my perspective. I wouldn't know what everyone else wants to say on something. It works really well for us to have someone else writing the show notes while we are creating the content. They're not writing a transcript, and you probably know I'm really not a fan of transcripts. There are a lot of words 
with generally low value in those words. So Google sees that post as less authoritative and it's just harder to read with so many words and so little content because we tend to say a lot more than we need to, especially in conversations. And those conversations can be very difficult to read and not not a pleasurable experience at all. So we have the person writing our show notes write representations of what we're saying. And it comes out reading kind of like a blog post. And it works really well for our SEO, for accessibility, for engaging with our audience so they can know what we said. For us, when we want to look back and see what was our theory about that or in which episode did we say such and such, we can fairly easily find that because our show notes are really thorough. Now, delegating your show notes to someone else doesn't have to be an all-or-nothing approach. They don't have to start from a blank page in your episode. You may have a basic outline that you then pass on to them. They look at your outline, and then they fill in the details based on what you say in the podcast. Or maybe your show notes are already done, you've prepared them ahead of time, and you need someone else to go back in and add the multimedia, the hyperlinks, the formatting, and anything else you mentioned in the course of your podcast that you forgot to include in your notes. I highly recommend that you consider delegating writing your show notes to someone else. Next, consider delegating design. Unless you're a professional designer, I highly recommend that you get someone else to handle your visual branding for you. This could be one-time work, such as designing your website, your podcast cover art, your logo, cards for you, and stuff like that. The kinds of things where they design it, and then you can use it indefinitely after that. You don't have to keep paying them to create new designs for you. But you may also want to delegate the recurring design work, such as designing individual episode artwork, or special promotional imagery, or social network assets, or that kind of stuff for you. I am already a professional designer, web designer, print designer, graphic designer, all of that, but I no longer offer my design services to others because it's not where I want to spend my time and it's not something I enjoy anymore. In fact, I'm even realizing that although I do enjoy my own design work and I think I'm good at it, this is something else I should delegate so that I can focus on what's more important because it is more important for me to create content than to design the branding around that content. So I am looking to hire someone else to handle some of my visual design. If you're interested, please email me through the website at theaudacitypodcast.com. Send me your portfolio, your pricing structure, and anything else you can share that will help me make a decision. And I really want highly skilled designers. If you think that's you, then please contact me through the website and I might consider hiring you and delegating some of my design work to you. Or you might be that podcaster who isn't good at design, doesn't like design, or really shouldn't be doing design, and maybe you should delegate that. Next, consider delegating coding or programming. If you need some kind of special functionality or design on your site, you could spend hours, days, weeks, or even months trying to figure it out yourself, digging through PHP, CSS, JavaScript, all kinds of other stuff that may be going on on your website. Or you could delegate that task to someone who could complete it in a small fraction of the time it would have taken you to do it. And it's very likely they might even do a better job than you could because they speak the language of that task, whereas you're still trying to learn that language in order to make that little tweak. I've heard of a podcaster before who said they wanted to shift an image from being on the right side of their page to the left side of their page. 
And it took them more than a day to figure it out how they could switch it over. I, as a designer, I know immediately, oh, it's probably this one line of CSS code that you need to switch this and that'll make it display on the left side instead of the right side or make this one little change in WordPress and that would do it for you. So maybe you need to delegate your coding or your programming to someone else. Also consider delegating your website management. Content management systems like WordPress do give website owners a lot of power over their own site, and with great power comes great responsibility. But there may be a time where you need someone else's help to manage your own website. That could be small tasks like keeping your plugins updated or publishing your content for you when you write it in Google Drive or something else and share it with them. They copy and paste it, put in the formatting, publish it for you. They're managing your website and content for you through your content management system. Or it could be bigger tasks on your site, like managing your SEO or other metadata, or keeping your server running, or finding the best solutions for your needs, sifting through all of the possible plugins that could do something, finding the right one that'll do the job for you, managing backups and testing backups on your site, and much more. Consider delegating your website management. Next, consider delegating your podcast marketing. Let's be honest, podcasters are often horrible at marketing. I see podcasters often tweet things like, new episode now available, or our latest episodes on iTunes now, yay. That's really not sufficient to make those kinds of announcement posts. You need something that's more engaging, intriguing, that provides more value, that communicates and describes the content better. So you might need help in spreading your podcast message across multiple platforms or optimizing your content for these different platforms and social networks, scheduling certain promotions for you, managing pieces of your content, or maybe simply giving you advice on what content goes where, how to use this tool, and maybe they manage it for you, maybe they help you to manage it. But marketing is a great thing to delegate to someone else. Also consider delegating moderation. If you allow your audience to comment on your website, and I do recommend that you allow comments, or maybe you have a social community like a Facebook group or a Google Plus community or something else, or you accept correspondence through direct email, you may need some help moderating all of that content that's coming in from your tribe or your community. A moderator can help block the spam, they can keep the conversations going, they can give quick replies to things that would otherwise take time out of your busy schedule and you've already created the great content so a moderator could point to that great content they could sort your feedback for you to let you know here's all the feedback about this topic this topic and this topic or here are the pieces of feedback where they're asking questions here are the pieces of feedback where they want to hire you here are the pieces of feedback that are praise and much more when i started forum for our once upon a time podcast it quickly became obvious to me that I would never have the time to moderate the forum as it was getting more and more popular and conversations were going and lots of passion was going on. So I put out the request for a forum moderator and among the submissions was one of the most active participants in the forum who already had made many valuable contributions in the forum. It seemed like they were in the forum all day long. And they were thrilled to become a moderator and they were perfect for it. And they are still moderators to this day. And in fact, one of them is now a podcast co-host because of the great value that they bring to the conversation. So look to your community for help moderating the conversations going on on your platforms that you own. 
and consider delegating that. Also consider delegating an alternative perspective or additional content. You probably can't represent every opinion in your monologues, and this is where a co-host can be a huge help. Someone who is as passionate as you about particular subjects, and they're skilled, they're good presenters too, but they may not necessarily agree on everything. They may not have the exact same experience. They may not have the same perspective as you. So they could be present for your entire conversation and giving that alternative perspective or bouncing the ideas off of each other or generally building up the value of your content by digging deeper or they can spot those holes in your logic or ask you questions where something isn't quite clear. They are providing great alternative perspectives and you've delegated that to them. Or it could even be that you delegate a specific segment of your podcast to someone else, such as for my Once Upon a Time podcast, I wanted to have a section where we shared spoilers in the podcast, but I didn't want to look at the spoilers because I wanted to be able to theorize without being spoiled. And I know many people watch the show and don't want to be spoiled. They want to be surprised on what comes up episode after episode. So I put out the request and Hunter Hathaway showed up and she said, I'd love to do the spoilers for the podcast. And she does a fantastic job. And she is now a regular co-host of the podcast because of how good she does with bringing that additional content to the podcast. Or look at what Michael Stelzner and Eric Fisher do in the Social Media Examiner podcast. It is hosted by Michael Stelzner, but he invites Eric Fisher on for a segment of the podcast where Eric shares a tool That he's discovered. And it may be a tool that Michael already uses or knows about or is very experienced with, but they have this conversation about it where Eric is bringing the tool, Michael is leading the conversation, but he's delegated the choice of tools and delegated the preparation and the information to someone else, even though Michael is still leading the conversation. So these are the podcasting tasks I think you should consider delegating. Post-production, writing show notes, design, coding or programming, website management, marketing, moderation, and alternative perspective or additional content. If you have some other suggestions for things that you think should be delegated or things that you've delegated and found great freedom in doing so, please comment on the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash delegate. That's also where you can go for all of the resources that I've mentioned and will continue to mention in this session. I don't think you should delegate everything about your podcast. And in fact, here are the two most important things that I think you should handle yourself and should not delegate to someone else. First, your content. Preparing, rehearsing, and presenting the content is up to you. Even if you're interviewing other people, it's still up to you to prepare the content, prepare the questions, pick the guests, that kind of thing. Yes, there are ways that other people can help you along the way, such as doing certain research, scheduling guests for you, figuring out what good questions would be, but it's still your decision. Your podcast is yours, so it needs to have your authentic voice. This should be the top priority for you to handle and for you to handle it yourself. There are aspects of this that could be different depending on your 
unique experience and knowledge. Look at Gary Vaynerchuk, for example. He's had years and years and years of experience and grown his knowledge and skill and wisdom before he even put himself out as an expert. So he didn't from day one say, hey, everybody, I'm this great marketing guy. I know all of this good stuff. He learned all that good stuff before he put himself out there. So now he has so much content prepared inside of him that in his podcast, Ask Gary V, as well as his book by the same title, he is ready with dynamite content and someone can simply ask him a question and Gary can run with that. He can share all kinds of valuable content in response to that single simple question. And that's because of all of the content, all of the experience he has spent a lifetime preparing and he did it himself so that when someone comes and asks him the questions and he may not even know what those questions are in advance, he is ready because of his vast experience. Most of us aren't that good. Most of us can't sit down and present such good content like that. I've heard also of a pianist who went into a recording studio, sat down at a piano, recorded an entire album of music, and he was improvising the entire time, making it up as he went along. He knew what songs he wanted to do, or maybe he decided right on at that moment what songs he wanted to do. But because of his vast talent and experience, he was able to create that content right then and there. Don't assume that you are anywhere near this. And I, I can't say I'm anywhere near this. I need to spend time in preparation. I can't delegate that preparation to someone else because I haven't done enough of the preparation in my life yet. Someday, maybe for you as well. Someday, maybe you'll reach that point where you have so much experience that when someone else has prepared, you're already prepared even before they prepared at all. So please don't delegate your content to someone else. That's your responsibility to do. And as a podcaster, that's the most important part of your podcast is your content. You need to handle that yourself. You need to present it yourself. The second thing that I don't think you should delegate is your relationship with your audience. As much as possible, you should be the one to create and nurture valuable relationships. I know you can't have a relationship with every single person listening, whether that be 30 people or 3,000 people or 30,000 people, you won't be able to engage with all of them. You won't be able to answer all of their emails. You won't be able to follow them all on social networks and engage equally with all of them. But you can do for a few what you really wish you could do for many of them. As much as possible, your relationships need to be handled by you. You can't delegate your relationships to someone else. You may be able to delegate the choice of what relationships are most valuable or the research for what relationships you should start or delegate certain aspects of this and delegate certain aspects of nurturing those relationships, but it really comes back to you. These are the two things I think you should not delegate, your content and your relationships. So maybe you're convinced you want to delegate things. You want to really improve your podcast. You recognize that what's holding you back is what you are currently doing and you need to let go of some of that stuff so that you can focus on what will help you to grow and improve your podcast and take it, as I say, from average to amazing, but maybe you have no budget. Don't worry. That's okay. 
delegation doesn't have to cost a lot of money. In fact, there are many ways that you could delegate for completely free. So here are some suggestions for where to find help. First, automation. This isn't a person. This might be a program or a system or a web app or a service or something like that. Look at your repetitive tasks and find ways to automate them. This could be using a text expansion thing so you're not having to retype the same email a hundred times over and over again, but you simply type a little code or you copy and paste from somewhere and you have that email that you want and then you can customize it or personalize it a little more beyond that. It may be automating your schedule for certain aspects of your podcast or your business. I'm not a fan of automating content. I am a fan of automating your schedule for content you've created. For example, maybe you have 20 tweets that you want to share. It wouldn't be all that valuable if you dump all 20 of them onto Twitter at the same time. You've handcrafted those tweets. They're valuable information or valuable resources that you found. So it's not automated how you created the content. But what you could then automate is when that content is shared. You could use a tool like Buffer or CoSchedule or Hootsuite or many other tools like that to automate the schedule of your content so that you can dump all of your content into this automated system and then it manages when that content goes out. I don't think there's anything wrong with that whatsoever because you still created the content. You chose the articles. You wrote those messages. You're simply automating when those are posted, not what was posted. So I'm a fan of automating schedule, not automating content. You could also look for ways that you could automate a workflow. Maybe it's a little program that you buy or have someone make for you that can make things go faster for you. Or even automate certain aspects of how you create content, like with templates or things that fill things in for you automatically or have certain information ready for you that you can use. Consider looking to automation as a form of delegation. You're delegating a task that you would otherwise spend the time to do yourself to some system that can do it for you in a way that you can trust. Next, look to your audience for help. When you need a person's help, I really recommend you ask your audience first. And you may be amazed at the talent represented in your audience and their eagerness to participate and to support the podcast. Some of these people listening to or watching your podcast may be professionals in the areas that you need the most help, or they could be so highly skilled hobbyists that they're basically professionals anyway. Payment for these could be simply the joy of supporting a show they love, the joy of knowing they're part of your team. It could also be gaining experience from you or being promoted in your show or getting special perks or gifts from you or even possibly earning money from you, a paycheck, a regular amount that you pay them, a flat fee, a per project fee, whatever it is that you work out that's fair. Reach out to your audience first because these are people who already know about you already know things about how you do stuff. This is the ideal place to find people to help you because you have that relationship very potentially already with them and they would love to help you many times. Next, reach out to podcasting communities. If you need help doing something with your podcast, it's very likely that there's someone else in a podcasting community that really enjoys doing that thing and has the skills you need. For example, Some podcasters hate editing their shows. 
Other podcasters love editing shows. Some podcasters hate writing show notes. Other podcasters love writing show notes. Some podcasters hate marketing. Other podcasters love marketing. Podcasting communities are great places to find these people who could help you out. Maybe there could be some collaboration or teamwork or uh, anything that can help both of you. And always seek to be mutually beneficial in any kind of relationship that you're starting there. Don't make it all about you. And when you post your request, and this goes for any time you're posting your request anywhere, be very clear about your needs, your timeline, your expectation, and what you're offering in return for their help. And do definitely offer something. Even if you can't offer money, think of something else of value that you can offer. Don't just look for handouts. Next, look to referrals for help. When you can't find help yourself, ask others for whom they might recommend. You could be only a couple degrees of separation from exactly the help that you need. They have the exact skills you need, maybe even the right price, whatever that quote price unquote is. Look outside of your little circle and ask for those referrals of second and third degrees of connection, and you might find what you're looking for. Next, look to schools for help. Students are often looking for real experience, and they're often willing to work for whatever they can earn. Don't see this as an opportunity to abuse them or take too much advantage of them. But they might be simply eager for the experience to intern, to learn from a professional, to learn from someone in your field, or to get that experience that they need for their assignment, or you could be helping them with a school project of some sort. So check your local high school, community college, or even university for students who want that kind of experience. What's really cool, if you run your podcast as part of your business, Check with your local small business administration office or whatever it is called in your area. Some states and regions have special internship programs that may cost you absolutely nothing, but they provide the talented people you need. Sometimes they even pay those talented people for you. And sometimes, this is unbelievable how this can even exist and why more people aren't doing this, but sometimes you can even get an intern that's being paid for you and you get paid to have that intern. How is that even possible? I I don't know. But do look into that kind of thing in your local small business administration or Better Business Bureau or something like that. And also check in the local schools. Local schools may have students that are willing to work for very low costs or simply to build their portfolio to be able to say, I did real work, not this fake fictional work and that's part of my portfolio, but someone can look at their portfolio and see, oh, you did the design work for that podcast or you did this thing for that famous podcaster or for this actual podcast out there. You didn't just make up this fictional thing. So look for schools. Students are very eager to get that kind of experience and this can be a great opportunity for you to delegate that work. And lastly, if you're serious enough that you can afford to hire someone, consider job sites like Upwork or Virtual Staff Finder, Fancy Hands, or other job sites like that to hire a person or a team of people to help you. Again, be as clear as possible in your needs, your timeline, your expectations, and what you're willing to pay for their help. This is what helped me most when I wanted to launch my podcast reviews, which is the service that I created that gathers your international podcast reviews from all 155 iTunes stores plus Stitcher and other podcast directories. And it sends the reviews to you automatically on a regular basis, as well as collects all of the reviews online where you can go access them all, filter them, share individual reviews and such. 
This is an idea that I had had for many years. I think back in 2012 was when I originally got the idea for this online service. And I kept thinking, I'll code this myself. I know how to do that kind of thing. Well, a couple of years went by and I never got around to it. I never got to really dig into it myself. And it was after reading Chris Ducker's book, Virtual Freedom, that I was really inspired that I need to delegate this to someone else. Yes, I may be able to do it and I don't really want to make it myself. And I really probably shouldn't be the one to make this because this is dealing with a lot of stuff I've never worked with before. So I hired a team of developers through, at that time it was Elance, but now it's called Upwork. And I found a great team of developers and I tried to be as clear as possible. It ended up costing much more than I expected it to because of me. I was guilty of scope creep, which is where I increase the scope of the project over time and I give more information, more details and, oh, I want this to happen and this too. And that was my fault. It's not their fault. I wasn't clear enough. And so it cost a lot more than I expected it to, to launch my podcast reviews, but it became a reality because I decided to delegate it. And now more than two years later, it is the number one service to get all of your international podcast reviews emailed to you. It's still the only service that supports all of the podcast apps and directories it does, and it provides unique features, and over a thousand podcasters are using it. So if I never decided to delegate a couple years ago, then there would be a thousand podcasters today who wouldn't be getting their international reviews, who wouldn't be saving the time, who wouldn't be learning from their podcast audience, who wouldn't be getting that great engagement from their audience, who wouldn't be getting the encouragement in those positive reviews from their audience. It's because I chose to delegate that it became a reality. So consider these places for you to find help. Look to automation, look to your audience, look to podcasting communities, look to referrals, look to schools and look to job sites for where you can get the help that you need to delegate those tasks so you can focus on what is most important for you. If you want to comment on the show notes for this episode, share this episode out with others, or provide your own suggestions for things to delegate or places you can go to find people to help, please comment on the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash delegate. Special thanks to Cielo Scent host of skincare talk radio who left this kind five-star review for the audacity to podcast in the itunes usa store she said truly helpful for the newbie podcaster i truly enjoy listening to daniel j lewis easy to follow and a pleasant personality i highly recommend listening i am happy to share with my fellow skincare professionals thank you daniel Bravo. Well, thank you very much, Cielo Sent. I really appreciate that kind review. And she is the host of the Skincare Talk Radio. And she mentioned Skincare Talk Radio in her review, which made it really handy for me. I could look it up, put in the link in the show notes for this episode. So if you want to check out Skincare Talk Radio, I have the link to that in the show notes for this episode at theaudacitypodcast.com slash delegate. That's also where you can go to get the resources that I mentioned with this episode and share this episode out with others. That's really the best way that you can help the podcast is tell someone else about the podcast. Share it on Twitter, Facebook, and other social networks. All of those buttons are in the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash delegate. And please remember to comment with your own suggestions and stories that you'd like to share about delegating your podcasting tasks. 
I'd love to help you to launch or improve your own podcast. So go to theaudacitypodcast.com slash delegate and contact me through the website. And if you're not subscribed to the podcast already, there are plenty of options over there for you. And speaking of subscribing, I am thrilled to announce that the latest update to social subscribe and follow icons is now available and it includes new support for Google Play Music, Spotify, Periscope, Blab, and eight other networks. It's a great plugin used by many podcasters and it's very flexible and fairly easy to use. I have a link to that as well in the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash delegate. And I'm always open to other suggestions for networks to support in that plugin. I use it on my own sites. And I've seen many other podcasters use it as well. That's in the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash delegate. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. I'm Daniel J. Lewis from theaudacitytopodcast.com. Thanks for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Big thanks, by the way, for your support in the podcast awards. We don't know yet what podcast made it into the finalist positions, but you can go to noodle.mx slash podcast awards to join the list to be notified for when the voting starts and what podcasts are there, as well as to get instructions for if the voting process has already started, what podcasts that we'll be voting for and which of our podcasts are finalists there. That's at noodle.mx slash podcast awards. The Audacity to Podcast is also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Find more at techpodcasts.com.